Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, Brian Voth of IntelliFarm, Inc. will stop by to talk about this morning's Stats Canada stocks reports. Up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from Brenda Mahoney, Keystone Agricultural Producers' new general manager. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Keystone Agricultural Producers has named a new general manager. Brenna Mahoney will take over the job effective June 14th. Corey, this is an exciting opportunity uh, for me in my career. I know that you and I have worked um, over the years together with uh, my role at Cereals Canada being in communications. And you've seen me grow in my passion and commitment to this industry. So I really see this uh, role at CAP as a new general manager as my next step um, in that uh, commitment that I continue to make to agriculture and the opportunities that it continue, continues to present to me. I know you won't start until until mid-June, but, um, you know, what will be, I guess, some of the focus, um, you know, when you start the job there? Well, really working with the team, there's a lot going on, as you know, in the agricultural sector always. Um, I think the adaptation to COVID-19 as well has been something that's been challenging for most organizations. So doing lots of uh, work with the team to see how we're all faring under those conditions. But most importantly, connecting with uh, the commodity members as well as the farmers in which we represent. Um, that's going to be my, my first uh, real uh, focus. There's a lot of opportunities uh, for sustained growth through collaboration across the sector and want to make sure I'm doing lots of reach out um, and, and connecting with all the people that matter to us, our stakeholders and members. Brenna, give us a little bit of you know background on yourself. Actually, what's really interesting, Corey, is that I started out um, with a degree in textile sciences from the University of Manitoba, and which is now in the Faculty of Agriculture. So I keep on saying that uh, my degree has uh, transferred over to agriculture as much as I have. And Worked in that field for a number of years and uh, pursued a certification in human resource management um, and worked at a labor law firm in uh, BC. Then I came back to Manitoba, which is where I'm from, and started working at Cereals Canada, actually. And that's really where the love of agriculture began. Um, it was, you know, through the relationships that I was starting to build, um, the exposure to things that really matter to, to Canadians and feeling like I was able to influence um, what matters most. And, uh, you know, I've continued through, you know, my work at Cereals Canada to be able to be a part of some really interesting initiatives around sustainability, public trust. Um, what happens on the farm really does matter to, to the people consuming products. So, you know, I've, I've really been able to grow and had lots of great opportunities through my career at Cereals Canada. So really looking forward to this next step at uh, Keystone Agricultural Producers and what I can do for for the industry and what more I can learn. So, you know, for me personally, this is a an accomplishment that I'm very proud of, but I'm very grateful for the support I've gotten from all of the partners that I've been able to work with over the years. You know, Corey, this is an exciting opportunity for me and uh, really am grateful for, for everyone along the way being a part of my growth in this industry. Um, it's something that I'm very happy to promote to anyone I meet that agriculture is really a place that you can come to um, where people want you to do well and people want you to succeed. And when you have that behind you and you have that level of support, you can really achieve anything. So really uh, excited about what the future holds for myself as, as well as what I can do for, for the industry as a whole. 
That was Brenda Mahoney, the new general manager for Keystone Agricultural Producers. She'll take over the role June 14th. Mahoney will replace Patty Rosher, who was recently appointed assistant chief commissioner with the Canadian Grain Commission. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. This morning, Stats Canada released its stocks report for March 31st. Brian Voth is president of Intellifarm Inc. The most anticipated one this year is going to be the canola number, and that came in at uh, just under 6.6 million tons, where the trade was expecting 6.7, so pretty close there. But one thing to look at here, this is substantially lower than what we've had the last couple of years. You know, both of the last two years on this date, these canola stocks have come in in that 10.5 to 10.7 million tons. You know, 40% less than that is a massive drop in canola stock and really goes a long ways to explaining why canola futures and basis have done what they've done. Stocks of total wheat fell 13.6% year over year to 16.2 million tons as of March 31st. The Manitoba government is investing up to a million dollars to support the development and implementation of Manitoba's new provincial water management strategy. The strategy will include short-term actions to address immediate issues related to water management, as well as longer-term actions that will support the strategy's goal over the longer term. The fund will be administered by the Enterprise Machine Intelligence and Learning Initiative, or EMILY, and an oversight committee jointly appointed by EMILY and Ag Minister Blaine Peterson has also been established to review and approve projects and activities under the fund. Peterson noted that a plan to engage the public, Indigenous communities, and stakeholders on the strategy is being finalized and more details will be announced in the coming weeks. And Manitoba farmers are starting to see flea beetles. John Gavlowski is the province's entomologist. There are some flea beetles that are out right now, and mainly what's out there is a species called the striped flea beetle, and they normally emerge about one to four weeks earlier than the other solid black one, the, the crucifer flea beetle. So it's not unusual for striped flea beetles to be out even in April on warmer days. Certainly by early May, um, the striped flea beetles are out. They're the earlier emerging of our two dominant species that feed on canola. Gavlowski says at this time of year, flea beetles are feeding on volunteer canola and weeds until the crops are up. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, May 7th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Brian Voss with Intellifarm Inc. will join us to talk about this morning's Stats Canada Stocks Report. Stats Canada has released its stocks report for March 31st. Brian Voth is president of Intellifarm Inc. So the stock report from Stats Canada is not obviously the most anticipated report out there, other than this year maybe more interesting because of the situation and the demand that we've seen, which has drawn down stocks quite substantially. Um, So from just a recap of it, all wheat stocks came in at 16.2 million tons. This was about half a million tons lower than what the trade was expecting, uh, and the lowest in the last couple of years. Uh, Within that, Durham stocks are down quite a bit from last year and, and a lot more from March of 2019, actually. And uh, But there, too, the Durham stocks came in about 100,000 tons higher than what the trade was expecting, so pretty close there. Um, obviously, again, the most anticipated one this year is going to be the canola number, and 
that came in at uh, just under 6.6 million tons, where the trade was expecting 6.7, so pretty close there. But one thing to look at here, this is substantially lower than what we've had the last couple of years. You know, both of the last two years on this date, these canola stocks have come in in that 10.5 to 10.7 million tons. So, you know, 40% less than that is a massive drop in canola stock and really goes a long ways to explaining why canola futures and basis have done what they've done. Uh, Aside from that, uh, corn, 8.1 million tons. Uh, slightly higher than last year, which is also a little bit interesting. It's still lower than 2019, but interesting that the stocks are showing higher when we've seen corn bids do what they've done. But again, a lot of that is tied around what's going on in the U.S. with U.S. corn futures as well. Uh, peas came in at just under 1.9 million ton, almost unchanged from last year uh, and the year before that, really. So not much change on peas, which there too, pea bids have been pretty flat and some places have dropped off during the last month or so so not uh, not a shortage of peas demand has been good but not as a tight situation as something like canola is at this point um flax at two hundred thirty thousand tons that's uh substantially lower i guess than the last two years where it's been just just a hair over three hundred thousand tons again we've had record flax bids in the last uh, four months so not really a surprise there we've seen a lot of demand on that and it makes sense stocks are dropping that prices are at those higher levels. Lentils, 1.4 million tons, down from 1.6 the last couple of years. So lentil bids there, too, have been pretty decent. Uh, they did ramp up over the winter, and then have, they've dropped off a little bit in the last uh, few weeks uh, or month or so. Um, oh, this is another interesting one, actually. Came in at 1.8 million tons, which is just a hair under what the trade was expecting at 1.9 million tons. Um, but what's interesting is that's basically flat from last year. And when you look at oat demand and you look at where oat bids, have, bids are at, kind of would have thought that that number was going to come in a little bit lower than this. So interesting. But that also probably explains why oat bids have been flat really probably since the beginning of 2021. Uh, just they're flat at some pretty attractive levels anyways. Uh, rye was an interesting one too at 216,000 tons it's not not double of last year but 100,000 tons or sorry 90,000 tons more than last year and not a big surprise I guess when you think about the biggest demand for rye is rye bread and the biggest user of rye bread is restaurants so in the last year to see uh, restaurants all shut down. It's not really a surprise. And we've seen that reflected in the rye bids as well. They've been pretty mundane um, since last summer already, really. Uh, last but not least, soybeans at uh, just a hair under 2 million tons, down from 2.8 last year and down from 3.3 the year before that. A lot of that is due to lower production, lower acres in the last couple of years. But there's also the demand side aspect because of what's happening in the U.S. there as well. So nothing really... Shocking. Uh, again, this report is basically from a Canadian perspective. We look at it. Yep, okay, makes sense. And now we carry on. But again, it just goes to reaffirm, I think, the idea that stocks have been drawn down quite a bit. And that is why we are seeing some of these bids that we are, along with stocks being drawn down in the U.S. as well. That's a, just as much of a factor because if it was just Canadian stocks that were down, it wouldn't have a bearing on what we see price-wise, aside from canola. So we're really getting uh, 
getting help from what's going on in the U.S. and their stocks being drawn down. And again, just due to phenomenal demand, particularly from China uh, since September. So. That was Brian Bob, president of Intellifarm Inc., recapping the Stats Canada March 31st stocks report. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. 4-H Manitoba is having a video contest on now until the end of May. The contest gives Manitoba members and clubs a chance to showcase what they're doing this year. Visit the 4-H Manitoba website to register or for more details. And Canada's farm show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, we continue our conversation with Brian Voth, president of Intellifarm Inc. We saw the um, daily limit for canola go up to uh, to $45. Can you talk a little bit about that, you know, why, why that was done? So anytime any of the grains trade and close at a limit, and it's, it's anything, whether it's canola, corn, soybeans, wheat, um, if it closes locked at a limit, up or down, the exchange actually expands the limit for the following day. So actually, canola has those expanded limits again today because it closed at the $30 limit yesterday. Um, and it's one way of adding volatility or adding range in here, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, so today, canola, again, can trade that $45 a ton range. If we were to close at either $45 up or down today, you would actually have further expanded limits on Monday again. And again, it's just they're increasing the range because there's obviously a lot of interest at that higher price or lower, depending on which way you go. And so they, they increase the range effectively to try and get people in or out of positions that couldn't because we ended up locked at the limit the previous day. So every day that we close the limit, the limits will get expanded for the following day. Anything else you wanted to touch on? or I don't think this volatility is going away anytime soon. Um, with the tightness in the stock situation on the old crop side, really what it means is that there's no buffer for new crop and any production problems this year. So I think we're going to see these, uh, these higher prices stick around at least until we know what the crop is looking like by midsummer, later summer, that sort of thing. But even at that point, it's, it's questionable whether we actually have the ability to build balance sheets back up in one crop year anymore just because of how tight things have gotten. So I do think that we're in for a, a period of higher prices. Um, but that said, don't get lulled into the uh, you know, 15 18 20 or even $24 canola is the new norm. It's not. And we will go back to normal at some point. I just, I don't think it'll end up being for the 2021 crop year. That was Brian Voth, president of Intellifarm Inc. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. This morning, Stats Canada released its stocks report for March 31st. Brian Voth is president of Intellifarm Inc. All wheat stocks came in at 16.2 million tons. This was about half a million tons lower than what the trade was expecting and the lowest in the last couple of years. Then that Durham stocks are down 
quite a bit from last year and, and a lot more from March of 2019, actually. There, too, the Durham stocks came in about 100,000 tons higher than what the trade was expecting, so pretty close there. Total stocks of canola fell 37.7% to 6.6 million tons as of March 31st, the lowest level since 2013 because of a 47.1% decline in on-farm stocks to 4.8 million tons. The 2021 Census of Agriculture is arriving in the mail. Farmers and ranchers have until September 3rd to complete the form. The census gives a snapshot of the ag sector and helps the government in developing programs and support payments, as well as providing key information to defend producer interests in trade disputes and negotiations. Augustine Akoko Asibi, a director in the Agriculture Division of Statistics Canada, says one of the changes for this year relates to the definition of a farm operator. Unlike in the 2016 census, where we defined an operator as somebody producing agricultural product with the intention to sell, we have moved away from that concept of intention to sell. And right now we are focusing on producing an agricultural product and you are reporting revenue expenses to the Canada Revenue Agency. He notes they have also identified areas of new and emerging crops and livestock, such as hemp and garlic. Flea beetles are starting to emerge in farmers' fields. John Gavlowski is the province's entomologist. This time of year, they will be feeding on volunteer canola, cruciferous weeds, anything cruciferous they can find really to keep them going until other cruciferous crops are up. You might notice a little bit of nibbling just studying on some of that volunteer canola. Gavlowski says the main species of flea beetle that we're seeing right now is the striped flea beetle. And Rocky Mountain Equipment has announced the RME Right By You Egg Society grant, which will support agricultural societies across the prairies. The program will award four grants of $10,000 each. The deadline to apply is July 30th. Successful applicants will be announced September 30th. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.